Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, I was reading some hot off the press um, study results from Harris Interactive. You may know Harris Interactive. Um, they're, they're a strong partner for many of us in the agency world who like to conduct proprietary research. Well, this is about smartphone payments, so really kind of the power of mobile when it comes to paying um, by, by mobile, really. Harris Interactive says that the majority of Americans foresee smartphone payments replacing cards and cash. But the interesting caveat here is that many of them say, well, maybe not for me, maybe for other people. So here's the deal. Harris, the Harris Interactive folks uh, fielded the Harris poll of 2,300 adults just in November, and they asked them the question, you know, hmm, what do you think about paying with your, with your phone, with a simple tap of your smartphone against a merchant's point of service terminal? 13% of Americans and said that, you know what, I've paid this way myself, um, you know, or I've either, you know, done it myself or I've witnessed it firsthand. And two-thirds of them, 66%, believe that smartphone payments will eventually replace paying by cards or good old cash. Fewer than 32%, though, believe it will happen in less than five years. So that while people say, yep, it's going to happen, I'll end up paying by my smartphone, they think it's going to take a really long time. Actually, even fewer, though, believe that it will will all go to smartphones. They actually think that there will still be room for cards and cash. Now, when you break that down by generation, of course, the younger group of, of Americans out there believe that this is going to be the case. Echo boomers, 40% say that, you know what, I'm very interested in paying this way. Men say, yep, I really like this technology. 32% of them say, I want to pay this way. This is versus 22% of women. And then, of course, those with kids say, yep, this is a lot more convenient for me as well. So, you know what, I don't know if you currently pay this way. I don't, but I was just in line at Target just this week, and I saw a guy do it. He said, you know what? I don't carry cash or my cards anymore. 
pretty ballsy move, I thought, considering that not every retailer out there has that set up that way. But anyway, pretty interesting. Well, speaking of Target, our first profile today is the Target trendsetter. This is a woman, oh, about age 40, college grads. 24% 24% are staying at home, making more than 90000 a year. Really hopeful and entrepreneurial. Uh, consider themselves to be pretty happy with their lives as it is today. They consider themselves to be an optimist. And how they spend their time is more important to them and how they spend their money. That's because, you know what, they've got kids at home and time is of the essence. They do put their family first pretty much with everything. They do shop all the time, even just going out to shop for the fun of it. They don't even have to make a purchase. Um, And they do actually look for brands, even though they're willing to switch out brands for a good deal. So deals really do motivate them. And they can be converted with specials or bargains or coupons. Of course, those kids do influence what they buy and how often they buy. When she's shopping, she's shopping at Land's End and Old Navy, Gap, Nine West and Kohl's, and she's driving a Volkswagen and a Honda. Yep, even that Dodge and Chrysler will do as well. So if you're a marketer, where are you going to find that Target Trends better? Well, she's reading a ton of parenting magazines, as you can imagine. So family, fun, parenting, parents, along with Real Simple and Red Book and First for Women. She's online a ton at sites like Disney and Nickelodeon. She's also connecting with her network on iVillage, and she's getting her news on CBS.com and MSNBC.com as well. Well, my guest today certainly knows a lot about women, specifically selling to women. Um, Jeffrey Tobias Halter, you may remember that name. He's been on the program before, and I'm thrilled to have him back on. In fact, he's the author of the book, Selling to Men, Selling to Women. He's a consultant, gender strategist, and the president, of course, of Why Women. Now, Jeffrey has been around the block. He's had more than 30 years of experience in sales management, marketing, leadership development, and diversity, education, and strategy with tons of great brands, including P&G and Coca-Cola Company. So thrilled to have Jeffrey back on the program. You're going to hear from him and where he is today when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. 
Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Ho, ho, ho. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, CEO of Site Tuners, and chairperson of the Conversion Conference. I want to wish all of you a rocking fourth quarter, a great start to the new year, and higher conversions in 2013. And that's in case we're still around and the world doesn't really come to an end. From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back. Joining me today is Jeffrey Tobias Halter. He's the president of Why Women, which is a strategic consulting company focused on helping men and women to understand and, as he says, unleash the power of women in organizations. And really thrilled to have Jeffrey back on the program. We've had him on before talking about his book, Selling to Men, Selling to Women, and today, we have the opportunity to talk about um, a new conference that he's at today. Welcome back. Hi, Maria. Thanks for having me. Well, I know the last time I saw you, we were actually at the Marketing to Women conference in Chicago, and you were leading a breakout session on selling to women versus selling to men. And as always, you were incredibly informative. How did you find the conference? Well, you know, what's interesting is um, – the, the conference continues to evolve, and I think we've got to continue to evolve that message. And um, uh, I've recently done another uh, session with them, and for your listeners, I think they would find it of interest, particularly the marketers out there, because what I've started to do is talk to groups about the betrayal of marketing by sales. Because if you think about it, you know, the brand manager builds this amazing architecture, particularly around women-owned products and women-centered products, and yet the poor salesperson is never able to connect and translate that vision down on the street level where it matters the most, and it's because they've never received any training in how to commercialize this great brand strategy. And I think you're going to continue to see brand after brand after brand not be optimized because the sales force is not being engaged with that brand message that, you know, the poor marketer has spent their their life and soul putting into. Well, and, and I know there have been some companies that have really tried to bridge that gap. I know Best Buy very, very much so tried to do that a number of years ago and did as much as roll out profiles to salespeople. Uh, you know, I'm I'm curious if if you're seeing that more as an anomaly, though, with what companies are doing these days. And I don't even know that that went exceedingly well. Yeah, you know, I think it it does, but it's it's the continual focus. And you know, in addition to uh, to sales training, a lot of my work right now is on uh, leadership development. But it really doesn't matter whether, whether you're talking about you know revenue generation or or bottom line results. 
I, I think we're at a place right now nationally where senior leadership has conceptualized this idea of, oh, sure, I get women. It's 80% of the marketplace. It's 80% of the revenue, blah, 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 blah. What organizations have not done is internalize that and said, what does that really mean to me? And do they see that as a big bet? You know, if they were going to treat women as a new brand introduction or a new merger and acquisition, you would put your best and brightest people on it from, you know, not just marketing but from R&D, from finance, and, and you would mobilize around this opportunity. And I think the big compelling burning platform just isn't there yet. And I believe it's entirely because they, they are conceptualizing the idea, but they're not seeing it internally as, as that burning platform. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to get that to happen, Jeffrey? You know, that is such an interesting question. Um, you know, you're seeing brand after brand and company after company really struggle with, you know, establishing who they are and what they're doing. And it's going to take, you know, I, I think, you know, kind of hitting rock bottom to, mm-hmm. to really get a lot of companies and brands focused on this. You know, I think that the best case study that we're living through right now is J.C. Penney. Yeah. You know, they've tried some things. Um, you know, I, I think it was a matter of, uh, you know, product and selection did not match the merchandising and the execution, and so they've had to retrench. I, I think they had some brilliant people running it, but, uh, you know, I, I think the companies that are getting it and are, and are physically changing their DNA around this are the ones that are being successful, and I don't think you got to look any further than, you know, the most admired companies, you know, whether that's a, a Coca-Cola, a Sodexo, an IBM um, they've literally changed their DNA in around how they're going to business. And it's not just around women, but it's the whole concept of, you know, you can't think of, you know, anyone under 30 and put them in a silo. And yet companies and marketers say, well, you're African-American, you're Latino, you're a Gen Y, you're a woman. Consumers don't think of themselves in those terms. And I think when companies begin to, you know, look at those three massive mega trends, Gen Y, multicultural, and women, that's the sweet spot, both from a talent standpoint, from a consumer standpoint, from a revenue standpoint. Um, and, and I think you've got companies who are really figuring that out and, and, and you know, going to town on that. Well, and I don't want to get too far flung about what you're doing today because I know you, you talked about you're really working with companies around women and leadership, and mm-hmm. um, and and we know that companies that get women typically have women in in huge roles of leadership within the organization. Today, you're actually with us from Washington, D.C. at the Diversity Women's Leadership Conference. Talk, if you would, a little mm-hmm. bit about the conference, because I'm not that familiar with it, and what you're doing mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so uh, so Diversity Women's been around for about eight years, and uh, Sheila Robinson is the, the head of it, and she has a magazine, Diversity Women, and it's really focused on uh, women of color in both the marketplace and in the workplace. So it's kind of a place where you know, CMOs and, and chief people officers and chief diversity officers kind of get together and talk about mega trends, you know, particularly around leadership. But uh, there's also NGOs here. There's nonprofit. Um, the Department of Defense was here. 
and just kind of talking in general around what has to change, what do new best practices look like. And so my presentation focused on this emerging topic called sponsorship. Um, everybody talks about sponsorship, but, but what we've really cracked the code on now is that women and men who get ahead, who, who really make it to the C-suite, you know, aren't using mentors. They're, they're, they're finding advocates at a very early age. They're getting a terrific rotational assignments. They're building social relational capital and then they are garnering the, the favors and prospects of those senior leaders. And, and quite frankly, that's how um, people are moving up in organizations today. And, and some could say, well, you know, that's just corporate politics. Um, there's been just a ton of research done recently. Um, one of the biggest uh, articles is the sponsor effect that came out of uh, Harvard Business Review. And it really articulates what goes on and what has to transpire and the fact that, you know, no great surprise, men are sponsored at a uh, 200% rate or greater than women are. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know you and I have talked about this issue of sponsorship versus mentorship before, and it's, it's clear, and I know some companies have actually gotten on board with this, the need to involve in a more formalized way male sponsors in female de um, leadership development. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, though, is I think that that sponsorship can happen, of course, at any level of a women's professional development. But what I've been seeing a lot of, and I'm sure you have too, is a lot of women are choosing to bow out in middle management. So they're not even getting halfway up that ladder to the C-suite. They may not even be getting a lot of the types of projects that, uh, male sponsors can actually um, elevate, and, and a lot of times they're talking about that work-life balance issue, which right now there doesn't mm -hmm. seem to be a solution for. So I'm, I'm yeah. curious, you know, what do you think is can be done to change the structure of companies today to make more room for flexibility, and with that, then there might be more opportunity for some balance and therefore some. Uh, women who can tackle larger projects and, and receive those more, hopefully more male sponsors. Yeah, you know, and, and what's so challenging is it's not just one answer, right? It, right. It's unpacked in so many different elements. You know, the companies, uh, you know, Sodexo comes to mind. They uh, just recently won the 2012 Catalyst Award. They have 26 different initiatives for women uh, in their organization. And so it's everything from flex time to, you know, rotational assignments to on-ramping and off-ramping and, and child care support and things like that. But as you talk to them, I mean, don't think for a minute this isn't about driving business results. At the end of the day, the companies that are giving, you know, rotational assignments, flex time, on-ramping, off-ramping, it's about getting the most engagement that I can from you. And engagement is a function of productivity today. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the best companies out there are at 80% engagement. So another way, uh, you're getting 6.4 good hours of work in an eight-hour day out of your best employees. The problem is most companies are at the 40 to 50% level, which says you're only getting four to five hours of work. And so you've really got to unpack that notion, and, and it's the – Again, combination of not internalizing the business case. 
because as a business leader, I cannot let any talent leave my organization. If you talk to CEOs across the country, you know they're they're, they're worried about top line growth, they're, they're worried about managing costs, and they're worried about loss of talent. So this work life flexibility becomes so core to that. In fact, there was a, some research that was just released, and it certainly won't surprise you. But they asked women if you could have a raise, more time off, or work-life flexibility, which one would you take? (laughs) Overwhelmingly, women said work-life flexibility, and not even the whole day. They said, you give me flexibility from 4 o'clock in the afternoon until 7 o'clock at night, and I will literally work 24-7 for this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is no longer a nice to do. This is a business imperative where I'm going to lose bright, talented people. And oh, by the way, if I'm not willing to change, you know, Maria, your phone's going to ring off the hook and it's going to be Starbucks or Google or somebody who's going to say, yeah, you know, you can bring your dog to work. I'm, I'm totally good with that. And we've got on-site daycare. Mm-hmm. Well, who loses? I lose. My company loses. So, you know, this, this notion, this old age mindset of, oh, you know, we've got to have people here. Um, it's it's just not relevant, and the companies that are losing haven't internalized that. And you, as you said, it's a it's a business case. So ultimately, if they're if they're losing their some of their best and their brightest because of this issue, at what point do they realize they have to change? Because it feels like corporate America has been rather slow to change. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and and what's interesting is this isn't just a women's issue. You know, it gets back to the whole Gen Y issue of, you know, um, younger employees under the age of 30 are looking for companies with uh, values and sustainability and and a much more holistic approach to business, which would include naturally work-life flexibility. And so, you know, not only are you having trouble keeping your best and brightest, you're having trouble getting people in the door. And, you know, industry after industry is, is just not even realizing uh, that uh, that they're among the walking dead um, because they, they haven't changed how they've done work for the past, you know, 100 years. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting, you know, um, those companies, too, it's not just about retaining women or good employees in general, as you say, being gender neutral. It's about also elevating women as we said earlier on, in their workplace to the point where, you know, they can reach the highest levels of responsibility and power. And there have been studies that connect um, with business success at those levels, but it's in large part because they also are able to better connect with women as consumers. And I'm curious if you've been able to draw that straight line with companies you consult. Do you think that they are getting it, that if they have more women at higher levels that they're better able to connect with women as consumers, or is that still a hard pill for many of them to swallow? You know, it is so interesting. That was literally one of the speakers' topics this morning at this conference. And the data for all these left-brain men out there is irrefutable. Women with more, uh, companies with more women on boards generate greater return on uh, equity invested. They generate greater share on a return. Women in with companies with more women in senior leadership have better rates of return, better growth. You know, the numbers and the research is overwhelming, and yet companies are still not acting. And I think it gets back to this notion of they have not internalized how to make that change. 
uh, and, and they don't know how to operationalize it. They're, they're conceptualizing it, and they hear the data. But, you know, I, 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 I hate to use the term arrogance, but, uh, but I think it, there, there's a lot of arrogance out there. No, you can use it because I totally get it. I mean, I think that is fair. It is arrogant. And until, yeah, until their business goes down the toilet, as you say, until they hit rock bottom, they may not wake up and and smell the coffee, if you will. No, it is. It's totally arrogant. Um, We're going to take a quick break, Jeffrey. And when we come back, though, I want to turn tables a little bit and talk Mm -hmm. and go from, you know, uh, the corporate world, if you will, into the government sector, which I think has been potentially even slower to respond than corporations. So, So stick around for just a few more minutes. Jeffrey Tobias Halter, more from him when we return in just a minute. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated at Celebrating the best in online advertising. The Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2013. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 11th Annual IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Hi, this is Ross Dunn and, and this is John Carcutt from SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. From our families to yours, we want to wish you a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Get the good gifts this year. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm. Wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. First Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Jeffrey Tobias Halder, president of Why Women and the author of the book, Selling to Men, Selling to Women. And we've been talking today about why women aren't progressing in leadership positions, um, the power of male sponsors, and of course, the connection between the number of women in leadership to the bottom line. And um, 
Jeffrey, I'm I'm curious what you you think about government. I know in this election, more women than ever were elected to public office, but we're still greatly behind with other countries and even in and within the ratio of our own government. But I'm I'm curious if you do see it as a sign of progress. Well, I think I think it is certainly, but it, it's certainly at a at a glacial uh, glacial <laughs> pace of of movement. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are really looking to do that work. You know, the White House Project for your for your readers can go out and talk about, you know, how do you, quite frankly, get some of your powerful women friends to go out and run for office and, and get involved in politics. And, um, you know, I really think it is one of the last bastions, and it's just going to take a long, long time to uh, uh, to right that ship. And, and I think just... You know, if you look at the research, and you're certainly a market researcher, but when when you look at how <clears throat> politicians are now held with literally such uh, contempt in the American eye uh, from a distrust standpoint, from a, uh, you know, really doing their job standpoint, um, you know, I, I think politics in general is going to be really challenged to attract people uh, my God, it's just so hard to run. I mean, you, you, you know, uh, who, who wants to put themselves through that? Yeah. Uh, and um, and it's just it, it. We've become such a contentious society, and, and and I think government is the worst indication of that. I don't care what your, you know, uh, political affiliation is. It's like both sides are wrong. And yeah. There's yeah there's I was just no going to compromise anymore. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry to, to talk right over you there, but yeah. um, I was having a similar conversation with someone just the other day, and they were saying that, um, in fact, this person said, you know, the reason that, that we don't see more women elected into government isn't that they're not viable candidates. It's just that we can't recruit women to run. And Absolutely. in large part, because of exactly what you said, is they don't want to put themselves through that, and they see some very high-profile women going through it, and it is incredibly, um, it's incredibly negative. And so it is an issue that we as a country uh, will have to right side before we see any kind of thought of having a, a, a woman president, I think. Well, you know, and, and, and you may get that isolated, you know, circumstance, but, but to really drive systemic change. And, and if you think about, you know, women in power, I, I think, you know, Jenny Romney, did such a great job with the whole Augusta National. Uh, you know, her, her membership was confirmed. She's the first female member. She didn't say a word about that. Now, as the head of a Fortune 100 company, she handled that flawlessly. You know, if she had been a politician, would she have been scrutinized more for a soundbite or, you know, asked to defend her, her position? And, you know, I really think the the women in this country that, you know, want to drive change, uh, there are just so many better ways of either moving up in the corporate ladder, working for NGOs, starting their own business, um, than, than trying to fix things through government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. And so that just moves us right on to the last question I have for you, and then I'll let you get back to your conference, is, you know, we're here at the end of 2012. It has been a pretty historic year looking at women's rise to power, whether inside corporations, for example, Yahoo, or 
um, at government levels. But I'm curious, what changes do you personally hope to see inside and outside of companies when it comes to women in leadership and also women as consumers in the marketplace? Yeah, you know, it is so interesting. I basically attend women's conferences for a living, and, and so it was kind of interesting being the only guy there. But I have been to at least 12 events in the last seven months, and every women's conference I go to is sold out. It is standing room only. There is a collectiveness that is gathering around women right now that within the next certainly not next year, but within the next five to seven years, women are going to explode exponentially. Uh, everything from, you know, the consumer mindset to, you know, grasping senior leadership. You've got, uh, you know, literally 10,000 baby boomers retiring uh, every day. So you start to run the numbers on that. You know, most of them uh, are, are, you know, white males, uh, they've been in leadership positions, and quite frankly, given the economic situation, they've tended to stay longer than they had hoped to. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to have is, you know, you use the word financial cliff, but you're going to have this baby boomer white male cliff of, you know, people exiting the organization, and the middle and senior pipeline is so filled with women, I think you're going to see an exponential growth in the next five years, and it's going to be unprecedented like anything we've seen in this country. Yeah, well, so, I hope you're I'm right, Jeffrey. I hope you are right. I really am, because <laughs> it, is, it is time for a sea change, and there's a lot of really smart women out there primed to take over those controls. Um, and so I hope we're all here to be able to witness that. And I wish you a very successful 2013. Thank you again Thank for you being too. on the show. It's so nice mm-hmm. to have you back. Always my pleasure. Great. Thanks, Maria. And for everybody listening today, you want to go to Jeffrey's website, whywomen.biz. That's why as in the letter Y, women.biz. Thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.